now inquire, what do we know about the present position and history of the Bible? We have seen that the profound intelligence and goodness of God manifested in the creation and preservation of the whole scheme of things led us to a firm expectation that God would condescend to give man an authoritative written expression of those things that needed to be known for man's good and God's glory. The cry of the psalmist is the cry of all of us. Give me understanding and I shall live. But as we ponder our needs and expectations, we find that we are already surrounded by the greatest of evidence that this book has in fact been given. How else can we account for the prominent position and remarkable history of the Bible except that God purposed it so and brought it to pass? The Bible is the outstanding book of the world. It has been consistently the best-seller and most eagerly translated book of all. A few years ago, the American Bible Society reported that the Bible, or some whole part of it, had been translated into 1,077 languages, with new languages being added at the rate of about 10 each year. This figure is broken down into 200 languages which have the whole Bible, 257 other languages which have the entire New Testament, while 620 more languages have at least a gospel or an entire book of the Bible given to them. What other book has in any sense begun to have this prominence? Missionaries and linguists are striving to give some part of the scriptures to at least about a thousand other languages and dialects. Not only has the Bible achieved the most universal expression, but the presses of the world spend a very substantial part of their time in duplicating its pages. The British and Foreign Bible Society was established in England in 1804, and the American Bible Society in 1816, with many others dedicated to the purpose of printing and circulating the Scripture. Up to 1953, the American Bible Society had distributed nearly 450 million copies of the Scriptures. The annual circulation for a recent 10-year period has been somewhat over 10 million volumes put into more than 40 countries in more than 100 different languages. Why is there this extensive interest in the Bible? This is indeed a challenge that all must solve. Is the Bible an ordinary book? The Bible is more widely quoted and revered by great men than any other book. We may cite a few of the prominent quotations that are recorded on the pages of history. John Wycliffe, in the introduction to his translation of the Bible into English in 1380, 
wrote as follows. When the teachings of the Bible are generally accepted and acted on, then shall we have a government of, for, and by the people. Four hundred years later, the American Republic was established, the first great democracy, and it was successful because the Constitution and Bill of Rights were founded on God's Word. How profound, then, were these seed thoughts of democracy in this great servant of God. Francis Bacon, around 1600, wrote, There never was found in any age of the world either religion or law that did so highly exalt the public good as the Bible. Patrick Henry, that great orator of the late 1700s, wrote, There is a book pointing to the Bible, worth all other books which were ever printed. So great was his veneration for the Scriptures. But the Bible has been the foundation of law that has spread over the civilized world. William Gladstone, at the close of the last century, wrote these summarizing words, I have spent 70 years of my life studying that book to satisfy my heart. It is the Word of God. I bank my life on the statement that I believe this book to be the solid rock of Holy Scriptures. And so profound was the influence upon this great, useful, public servant in proposing the great laws that have come to us with great authority. Bruce Barton spoke about Voltaire the great opponent of the Bible. Voltaire spoke of the Bible as a short-lived book. He said that within a hundred years it would pass from common use. Not many people read Voltaire today, but his house has been packed with Bibles as a depot of the Bible Society. So wonderful are the mysterious ways of God. David Livingston, that great missionary, wrote this concise summary, All that I am I owe to Jesus Christ, revealed to me in his divine book. Abraham Lincoln, that great emancipator of American history, wrote thus, In regard to the great book, I have only to say that it is the best gift that which God has given to man. And so we can go on and on. We might think of the great preacher of New England, Henry Ward Beecher, who said, The Bible is God's chart for you to steer by, to keep you from the bottom of the sea, and to show you where the harbor is, and how to reach it without running on rocks or bars. And then the great Woodrow Wilson, President of the United States a few decades ago, wrote these tremendous words. When you have read the Bible, you will know it is the Word of God because you will have found in it the key to your own heart, your own happiness, and your own duty. So we see that men have greatly quoted with profound authority from the Bible as the Word of God. How could this ever have come to this authority except it was, in fact, the Word of God? 
the Bible has come down to us as a collection of individual writings brought together finally in the form that we know it. Before the era of multiple printing, the manuscripts were copied by hand at great expense and made available at public places of worship. Translations were made into other languages and perpetuated generation after generation. In 1382, John Wycliffe began in England to make his translation of the Bible into English, thus opening it to the common people for which he suffered so much. England had been without the influence of the Bible for 400 years, and what a tremendous revolution it caused as the Word of God was given to the common people to meditate upon and to mold their lives by. It indeed laid the groundwork for tremendous things to come. But the first printed Bible in English was that of Tyndale in 1525. Persecution drove him to the continent of Europe where the Bible was printed and then smuggled back into England in all sorts of unthinkable manners. It was indeed a treasure. People paid a great sum to examine the precious truth of the Word of God and were willing to pay with their lives rather than give up its truth once it had been perceived. The authorized or King James Version of the Bible dates from 1611 and had considerable opposition before it was accepted. It has become, however, the standard of the English-speaking people. The revised version issued in 1885 was to correct changes in the meaning of words and adapt the Bible to a better understanding. And so we have the tremendous evidence of the great prominence of the Bible, which we must account for. Yes, the history of the Bible is an astonishing one and demands a reason for its existence and its conquest, except the expected fact that God inspired it like no other book and preserved its existence by special oversight, and all appears to be evident as to how this could be. Deny this fact, and a great mystery is set forth for solution. How wonderful it is that God should take an interest in our needs, that he should seek to enlighten us so that our minds may be satisfied on all the mysteries of life, that he should seek to bring us to a living consciousness of himself, that he might reveal himself to our very hearts. How good God is! How God desires to impart unto us those features of his great existence that will satisfy our minds, that will give us an objective to live for, that will help us to see our lives in their true perspective as God sees them, and above all, that will answer the dark questions of our inner hearts and those many things that oppress us and lead us to a way of glorious salvation 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, the great Savior, who came into the world to die and give his life a ransom for many. Have you allowed him to have an effective salvation in your heart and life? This is the great question. Our Heavenly Father, we do return thanks to Thee for the Bible which astonishes us by its prominence. And we do indeed thank Thee for this great evidence. We would bow to thank Thee for all those who have sacrificed and suffered that we this day might have the privilege of having the Scriptures so full and so free. Oh, may we ponder them deeply. May we seek the true analysis of our whole situation. May we seek humbly to find our peace with Thee through repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the wonderful Savior of the world. In His name we pray. Amen.